Welcome one, welcome all to another exciting edition of This Week in Comic Book uh, and Pop Culture. My name is Arash Zandia. Uh, this is the July 19th, 2020 show. Uh, with me, as always, is the wonderful and awesome. You can catch her this weekend for San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, she will be live for the San Diego at-home Comic-Con, which will be on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Hi, Sammy. How Hi, are you? everyone. Hey, Rosh. How you doing? Hello. Uh, we have some special guests today. I have two guys that I've worked with, with uh, Geeks Unlimited, but they're here also supporting more than just the, just the Geeks Unlimited. We have uh, Michael right here, a.k.a. Mayhem Mike. Uh, he not only has uh, uh, Geeks Unlimited, he also has a uh, last stop on the L. Uh, say hello, Michael. Hey, what's up, guys? And we, and we also have an artist, another artist in the making. Um, not in the making. He's been around for several years. You may have seen him uh, on most of the East Coast shows. Uh, he also has a podcast uh, called Nerds of the Round. Here he is, Sebastian. Hey, everybody. Hey. What's up? So hope you guys are all having a great day. Hope everyone had a good 4th of July. I know we're late in talking about 4th of July stuff, but let's talk about something that has been on and kind of off because it's Comic-Con week, sort of, and apparently there were some Comic-Cons. Uh, well, is Comic-Con season really open? Uh, Days of the Dead show just recently happened, a convention in Alabama, even a Jacksonville, Florida happened this weekend. Uh, Days of the Dead was in Indi uh, Indianapolis. Uh, the pop culture show was in Hunt Point, Alabama, and in Jacksonville, Florida was another show, um, which is kind of weird. You had Austin St. John at the Alabama show, yet you had the Green Ranger, Jason David Frank, at the Florida show. With mm. that said, uh, one show got the one vendor got heat during the uh, uh, during the Days of the Dead show. We, we might touch upon that one. Kind of don't want to because of the celebrity that was involved, while. Mm. While Huntsville, Alabama, and Florida saw great numbers, attendees had said sanitizer at every location. While panels were professionally cle uh, cleaned during after every panel, and celebrities met their fans with sanitizer in hand as well. Uh, since some of us are no stranger to Comic Con, let's start with our guests first. Uh, Sebastian, how do you feel that uh, two out of the three shows had great numbers? I mean, it's. For me, it is this. I know that the shows were going to have great numbers because people have been missing cons for a while. Um, I'm hoping that it, you know, this is a, an ongoing trend that people, if the shows have really sanitized what they were doing and um, trying to keep the spread of COVID down, I definitely would see it safer. Um, it just shows that fans really do want the conventions, but it's going to still be tough to enforce it um, because of like, you know, COVID and all that. So, I'm kind of like mixed feelings about it, mixed bag feelings. All right. Uh, Michael, how do you feel? You being attendee at most of these shows and not like us vendors and artists, um, are you excited to going to, to almost like get out of the house kind of thing? You just. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So I am excited. You know, I'm excited, but also I'm cautious about everybody getting sick. Like, I want everybody to go out there, have a great time, and support everybody you know every their favorite artists and you know really just go out there and meet some of their favorite the, the fans and meet some of the celebrities that they want and you know you think it'd be easy because you know you go to con you get dressed up you get a mask at least it's the basic thing you can do right like you know david jason david frank what a 
Green Ranger mascot. I mean, come on, he's good, right? But then right. he's gloves. And, you know, I, once again, I'm really happy. I just really hope they're taking extra precautions because you don't want to make this a bad thing. You don't want somebody's first con to be like their last for a long time or last at all. You know, so I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing. I also have mixed feelings, but I'm looking forward to see what happens next. Uh, Sammy, you being an artist, uh, are the doors finally opening for some shows or are you still like on the defense with most of the going on? Um, my question is, what is great numbers? Uh, more than more than average, you know, I say because, a few. Well, shows like to, you know, inflate psh, 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 their numbers. Um, and so, uh, you know, again, like, I agree with the other two guys. It, it's 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 a mixed bag because a lot of a lot of us make a good chunk of our living off of doing conventions, and mm. it's it's a crowd thing, and it's a really tricky situation because you've got convention centers that are only allowing 20, 30 percent of the attendance to the square you know square footage, fire marshal, and all that. Mm -hmm. So you really are cutting 70% of people out of the door. Right. And so as a vendor, you know, is your space like, uh, or vendor slash artist, if you're paying for your space, well, you know, if I'm promised 40,000 people and I have to pay say a thousand dollars for my booth, well, 40,000 people aren't coming through the door, only 30%. Right. So do I pay 30% of my booth price? Mm -hmm. you know? and, and really for me, that's, there's risks in anything you do. I mean, if you've done enough shows, you know, con crud goes around in every con and <laughs> every person, every celebrity or celebrity artist, I do it. We all have anti-fan, like, I mean, hand sanitizer, you know, it, it's like a main staple that I pack. Um, so those of us that are used to doing it, we're pretty smart about it. And it's just adding a mask to it uh, and, you know, limiting the distance. But, you know, my concern uh, with these shows opening is, the money for the attendance because you're paying for the attendance rolling through the door that's why the numbers are so high so what are i'm not seeing anything aside from shows canceling and either giving refunds or rolling you over to the next one so i don't even know how how shows are handling you paying for a booth and then just kidding only 30 percent could come in you know i'm not going to pay a thousand dollars for you know ten thousand people to walk through the door you know that makes no sense to my bottom my bottom line correct so i'm not really hearing anything about what shows are doing in that respect i've not heard any news on that I, so, i'm i'm gonna agree with you where i don't see any shows lowering their ticket lowering their prices down for artists and vendors yeah while while we're sitting here paying full price the same vendors have to pay or the same convention has to pay full price to have those halls so right. this also goes down to, to the venues itself too, where the venues got to cut their cost for the people renting out their space so that everyone, it becomes a win-win situation for all parties. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, yeah. As a, you know, as a convention center, you fill your otherwise empty convention center and then you, um, is that my feedback? I think someone else is feeding back. Who's watching a movie or shows? Oh. There you go, it's Sebastian. <laughs> he can mute we'll himself. I'm loud, so I'm used to like, wait, I hear other voices. That's probably me. Um, Let me just go close this door. It's all good. Oh, you go close that door. And, um, <laughs> the so, special door? I mean, 
I think I think comic conventions need to uh, or convention centers also need to take into account that you know they can't charge pre-COVID rates because nobody's going to pay it. I, I mean, especially comic cons. I know so mm. many cons that are not coming back next year because the convention centers didn't refund them the money. Correct. So we'll 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 see what happens in the long run. Um, while that's happening. Uh, one X-Men actor isn't excited to see Disney or and Marvel Studios um, come up. Um, leave it to Senator Robert Kelly, actor Bruce Davison, to speak about this. He's not see, he does not seem interested in what Disney has planned, like how we are with conventions. Uh, he does not seem interested in what Disney has planned, as they are just going to rebrand another show, uh, another story. Um, they should have come up with something new introduce a new character stanley did did all that work to go go and find a stanley story that would make sense marvel mm. studios has yet to unveil a new x-men or a fantastic four arc uh marvel studios uh, uh marvel studios can learn from the spider-man approach and just throw in the x-men with no original story whatsoever uh mike since you're a x more of an x-men fan we'll say you know yeah. let's start off with you with this one so first of all, shout out to you for taking that shot at him because it definitely sounded like you said he was a Nazi. But uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I know it wasn't a shot, but it's a little bit. of what you said. I mean, I mean, I mean. There, there was more to the article where he did get into the political eye, and people yes. wanted to ask for his political sense and everything. Um, but we stuck. I, I stuck with X Men orientated stories. So, <laughs> so let, let's let's agree. I think on one thing that we all can agree on. Um, right. So when it comes to Disney and Marvel's direction with with superhero movies, they've been knocking out the park for most of the part. You could say 70, 80%, whatever the case is. You look right. at the previous X-Men before, and uh, man, some of y'all need to check out these 70s movies that they had. Like, you know, they fall in short. My favorite film was X2. They brought my boy Nightcrawler. He had the best opening scene. Fine. This guy, obviously, I think he's just mad because, you know, he played an important part, but he wasn't really an important part. He played important to, like, the story. Maybe right. he wanted a little bit more. Uh, the political aspect is crazy because I did read that. And it's funny who allowed him in the office and how they felt like they can relate to him. More on that later. Um, <laughs> but for him to have such a brazen and just, like, open, disgruntled view on this when there's nothing but possibilities, and at the very least, another check... You know, get cut to check. You know, right? It, it's just like, all right, just say you don't, you don't care. You know, you hope they do well. You're not really interested. You didn't have to like go back and try to like throw oh, dirt on somebody's, you know, trying to like uh, somebody's view on like Stanley's, uh, you know, X Men's theories, movies, genre. You didn't have to do all that. There's no reason for. It. We love the X Men movies. We'd hope for more. It didn't right. happen, really. Let's be honest. But you didn't have to go that far. And that's how I feel, Sebastian. Oh, my two cents. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, first of all, we're, we're ready for it. Um, but first of all, he he didn't deny that he would take a role if offered by Disney, mm -hmm. which shows you how strong he believes his so-called verbal vomit. That's oh. what we'll call it. Hmm. But he was like, oh, we need the original Stanley. It's like, and, and just to piggyback what Mike said, if you look at what Marvel has done, with the superhero genre of movies. Yes. They went and they built a whole cinematic universe, which is now also leading in the next phase to TV shows. 
Look at how they subtly introduced certain heroes such as Black Widow. She was introduced in Iron Man 2. Hawkeye was introduced in the first Thor movie. So Marvel already has that where they can introduce heroes. And another example is Ant-Man. Before the Scott Lang character, they showed Michael Douglas's character that he was already dressed as Ant-Man. So there was already history there. Right. So for um, Bruce Davidson to say what he did, I'm like, dude, you don't know what you're saying. It's like, you're kind of bitter because the Fox movie franchise of the X-Men tank, they did good with the first, they did good with the second, but then their third movie bombed. And then again, it showed again, even with the recent trilogy, well, their third forget. movie's bomb. Well, don't forget, the third movie did got more numbers than the first and second movie. Let's just don't forget about that. You uh, well, X-Men United, X-Men 3 was did higher grossing numbers than all the others. I know it's terrible. Yeah, I know no, it was terrible. terrible. I know it was trash, yes. But it's because of the name. Right. It did well because everybody was talking about it. And then, you know, you get those people that they want to see what's going on. So it's like everybody wants to everybody wants to sip the tea. So they want to sip the tea of X-Men 3 and they feel out and they figure out that the tea spoiled. I don't like this tea. It's bad. And then you have to go back and rebrew the tea yes. again. So yeah. that's where Can we I got X-Men first class. If that's another subtle shot. What he really meant to say was everybody wants to be teabagged by this movie. <laughs> hey, he doesn't go back. Hey. <laughs> Tea's just, you know what? All right. You're Never right. Mind. Maybe I'm not but, the one you have to worry about with language. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, well, let, let's go with Sammy. With What, what are her thoughts on, um, on what Davidson had to say on the X-Men and the franchise? So it sounds like... Um, I'm going to put it in a in a more polite manner than I would normally. Um, it sounds like he had the uh, Gene Wilder opinion of his film, mm. meaning I did it great the first time. Right. Why do you need to make it when mine's perfect? Oh, like the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory right. version. So right. Gene Wilder wouldn't even endorse the Willy Wonka flick. Um, and uh, the one with Johnny Depp. And so it sounds like the fact that he feels that they're redoing it means his is bad and is bitter because he did it first, they did it first, they did it best. Mm -hmm. And there, there doesn't need to be any more. Um, that's really what I pulled away from it. But again, I, I agree with Sebastian where, you know, if he truly believed in the you know, uh, word vomit that he was spewing, um, then he wouldn't have then turned around like most actors do and go, but you know, I mean, if they offer it to me, I'll take it, you know, right. because it's like from what, how they wrote it, um, it, it's like he word vomited and then went, Oh crap. What did I just say? But let me, let me backstep. Let me backstep a little bit. Hold on. Let me backstep and just clarify that if they do offer, just kidding, uh, I'll take it. Um, yeah. oh. So you can only take that kind of an interview um, for the, for the sensationalism that it was <laughs> to get people to read it and us to talk about it. Um, because it, it really, there was no, inside information he has no experience with disney marvel studios whatsoever mm. so far so you know he's talking out of his butt at that point um just to kind of get his get his name back out there with with um x-men 
you know, I don't, I, I really think that's all it was, to be honest. And he's just saying, hey, I'm in, I'm ready for that check. That's what it sounds like. And any, you know, you know the squeaky wheel gets the grease, you know, and the best way to be a squeaky wheel is to be an adversary and then turn um, and go, no, no, just kidding. Right, hmm. but we all know that that squeaky wheel, which is Disney, when it goes too political, they kind of X, literally, as like they say, X that actor for, from all yeah. political oh, agendas because yeah. they don't need the bad publicity. Um, yeah, just but, to piggyback off of that, yeah, but they did a James Gunn. Like, hmm. as popular as he is, they... James Bond came... James, James Gunn came back mm -hmm. just for the last role, and granted, the, uh, Warner Brothers got him back, uh, got him for Suicide Squad, but Disney will, uh, Marvel Studios and Disney will hurt after the last Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but here's something that we are all looking forward to, some of us gamers and everything. PlayStation 5 pre-orders keeps getting a little bit better. Sony is currently on track for their global launch for their PlayStation 5. The current rumor is that the console will be around for $500, a little less than their previous consoles, which was PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. Everyone, I remember picking up my PlayStation uh, 3 and paying a lot more than what people want to pay for. Um, but if you're worried about getting your new console, all you, have to do is, <laughs> yeah. all, you, all you have to do is sign up on PlayStation's mailing list so you can be ready for those launch notification emails. May the odds be in your favor, guys. Um, <laughs> let's go with Sammy. Sammy, take it away. Are you ready for PlayStation 5 or in their crazy launch? Sure. We could always use a new console and new games to play. I mean, okay. I mean, I've I've learned with PlayStation because I was there from the very beginning. Um, you never buy first gen ever. You right. never buy first gen. So yeah, let them come. Let them pre-order so all these nerdy mom's basement gamers can wait online and then figure out <laughs> all the bugs. And then by the time the second gen comes around, and I'll roll on in and get the perfected version yeah i'm good with that <laughs> so pretty much you're saying i'll wait to next year guys you I know you can have the broken yeah. versions well then i also I, I also like to get the consoles with like a bundle you know like right. i didn't get playstation 4 until it came out with final fantasy 15. yeah you know because i just like having the and that was a while um I, I just, I just <laughs> like waiting until there's like a cool console you know console game duo because then you're basically getting the game for free and you get a cool, you know, it's usually a better console than the cheapest one. It's right. not as good as a pro, but it's like a, that middle ground. Cause I don't need a pro. I'm not a professional gamer. You yeah. know, I, I just want to sit in my pajamas at two o'clock in the morning and play, you know, horizon zero horizon dawn. Like I want to shoot robotic dinosaurs. Like I don't care how fast the internet play is. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I always usually wait till a bundle anyway, so I'm not, you know, and, and PlayStation for many years has not had a pre-launch bundle for, I think PlayStation 2 was the last pre good pre-launch bundle, and I got it with the Bouncer, which tells <laughs> how old Bouncer is. Your yep. first game, and it was awful, with the inside-out pants. Yep. <laughs> uh <laughs> Speaking speaking about someone who likes to go pantsless, Michael. <laughs> I thought we were gonna bring this up. All right. Um, <laughs> you blaming us, Sebastian, for that one. If you didn't bring it up, I wouldn't have brought it up anyway. Um, but go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, so, 
you know, I've been with Sony for a long period of time when it comes to their PlayStation models. I've also been with Xbox more so. I'm looking forward to it because I read in a previous article that supposedly Sony PlayStation is going one way and Xbox is going another way, where PlayStation is more focused on games, whereas Xbox is more of experience. It's undefined. Uh, so wait for the price because it's supposed to be 500, but it's still undeclared. And my one thing, hold up, one thing. My one thing with PlayStation is they need to make a console for people who stream and also want to share. Because like I was telling you before, like if you plug your headset into the controller and you want to record it, you can't. All the audio audio is coming from your headphones and not through like your system. And it's like, oh, you got to configure this or whatever. But aside from that, updates aside, I'm looking forward to it. They they look like they have some really good exclusive titles. So I'm just like, "Mm, maybe Xbox will come in and be like, oh, by the way, we got this. Boom. And then just blow us out the water. Sebastian. Right. Well, Samuel Ray touched oh, yeah. on the point. You do not buy first gen. History yes. <laughs> has taught us all of that. Uh, Red ring and everything, overheating. Um, I want to point out that no one's really talked about, too, that one of the council versions is going to be only a digital download one. Yeah. Where, again, this is where Two I versions. already saw. Oh, yeah. Two versions of the PlayStation 5. So that's that's something that, and, and I go it goes back to conversations that I um, I used to have with Mayhem. Um, that uh, you know Ooh. things are eventually going to go <laughs> digital, um, physical content, and like even now you're not where every like with the pandemic going on, we're all downloading now. We're not stopping at GameStop because GameStop is kind of screwed the pooch on this, but that's a different story. But I am excited for the PlayStation Five. Um, I'm excited, like again. To piggyback off of Sammy, that's bundles are going to come off late, come out later, and that's when you really, really, truly look into that. You always want to get the the bundles. That's when you get your 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 biggest value. So I'm really excited, and and again, I think PlayStation. It's really interesting because if you really look at the history of consoles, it's good that there's been competition because Nintendo originally bred PlayStation because Nintendo and PlayStation originally worked together to form the first PlayStation 1, but then Nintendo went off to go do 64 and PlayStation, and Sony was like, but we're still gonna release a console. That's the Sony PlayStation. Online Play breathed the Xbox, which heads the Xbox 360. Online Play was the big thing that, and so now with Sony taking the step of an all digital console, I think they're really taking the next few years of gaming where we're going to see just more ramp up in digital content to download instead of physical copies all right i hate so digital download. what everyone's saying pretty much you're okay with digital downloads sam is excited she wants a different color to bundles and stuff like that so she'll yeah, wait paint little... it later. <laughs> i know you can always paint it later too but you know you you we've seen we've seen the red versions to gears of war for xboxes yeah. to the white for the white version for final fantasy to other consoles that are worth purchasing later down the line. So everyone can all agree that they would either wait to see what else happens or when the first one breaks, because everyone remembers, I also dealt with my version of the PlayStation 3 becoming a giant brick when Sony did their update and killed the whole entire thing. I was part of that. I also had the Red Ring of Death for one of them, part of that as well too. Yeah. So, no, I was going to say, um, just to piggyback, because I think it was uh, Mike that mentioned his console exclusives. Sony already fired the first shots with their last launch, which console exclusives, when they took Street Fighter and made Street Fighter one of their console exclusives, which kind of shifted the whole fighting game genre 
over to PlayStation. Because remember, so, doesn't really matter anyway. Because if you look at gaming and if, if you look at consoles and what brands that they really have, Sony. If you look at it, Sony has no character. Have that one character you can go and purchase on. While Xbox did have, uh, while Xbox did have uh, Halo, which they have failed to market Halo regardless, and Nintendo's still on there with Mario Brothers to Legend of Zelda to Animal Smash Crossing. Brothers, and now Animal Crossing. So they are not stopping. At, Nintendo won't stop as being a giant. That's something everyone should learn mm -hmm. about. Uh, well, before the, Sammy, go, no, Sammy had more stuff to say. Go ahead. So. Um, you know, over the last like 10 years, the consoles, you know, in the early 2000s, they were all sort of a feeding frenzy. There were there was no real exclusivity anymore in terms of a game. You could get a Final Fantasy game on Xbox as much as you could get it on PlayStation. And in the 90s, that wasn't the case. Like Final Fantasy was only on, you know, it was either on Nintendo and then it went over to PlayStation, you know, because of the original PlayStation and Final Fantasy VII and all that. Um, and it's and it pretty much aside from that one title, it's remained exclusive. So um, what I like that's been happening is that the three big consoles are finding their niches again. So like um, PlayStation is all about the game, the like, and and not just like the game, like epic storytelling games you know good metal gear solid uh death stranding um zero horizon dawn and these are all one one or two player games they're focusing on or fighters or whatever and then you have xbox that's coming in with all of the massive online play you know um on they have an, the online fallout um you know all the elder scrolls skyrim all that stuff is moving to online and then of course you've got Nintendo, who is being the family console, where it brings the family together. They're the health conscious one. They're meant for the kids like 12 and under. And then when you hit 12, and if your parents are cool, the sky's the limit, you're getting that NC-17 stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, like my parents. Um, and so, uh, you know, I like that they're kind of pulling back out and finding their niches, but you're absolutely right. Um, aside from Final Fantasy, and they're not even like a mascot kind of character, um, there is no mascot for Sony. Right. Um, I, I mean, you get really amazing titles on there, yeah. and there's a lot of titles that were mostly exclusive, minus one or two, um, but they're really, they're, you know, Sony doesn't have any sort of um, mascot, you know, uh, or title, you know, title game. Um <laughs> So I'm interested to see like when five comes out because they've been losing a little bit of ground um, in the console wars. So I'm really interested to see what you know what they're going to do to like step back up into the industry. True. While while Xbox will be releasing another Halo game or Halo base game for the holiday season, we have someone sitting in the backstage area who's our fifth member for this evening who finally decided to join us. Yay, ladies Yay. and gentlemen. Uh, welcome one, welcome all to Kadna. She is uh, she is uh, one of the hosts from uh, Bitten Apple TV. Kadna, say hi to everyone. Of course, she doesn't want to show us. She has everything's on audio for her. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. You guys, how is everyone during this lovely uh, pandemic? <laughs> doing great. Thank you for finally joining us and everything. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go on to the next topic and. Uh, 
Suicide Squad fans announce, release the air cut as you make the face. And this campaign starts tomorrow on July 20th. Face that. Don't make faces. <laughs> right. We can go through this all day long. We've cut. If no one knows what we're talking about on on Geeks Unlimited, this conversation has came up so many times. But anyway, fans now want justice for DC's justice for for DC Suicide Squad. After fans have been pleading for years for Warner to release the Snyder Cut, fans now are asking HBO to get the Ayer Cut. With fan with fans campaign with the fan campaign starting tomorrow, uh, July twentieth, with the hashtag Release the Ayer Cut, fans have said this is not a drill. This is not a joke. This is not a rumor. We must squad up and make it count. Could you see the Suicide Squad air cut in the near future? Are DC fans wanting a good DC movie besides animated movies? Mike <laughs> has been Mike has been very adamant. As much as I want to have Cad start this, Mike's got a lot of opinion. I'm going with Mike first. Go ahead, dude. You you look like you about first to like you're done. You look like you're done. Okay. Hi, Cad. I'm sorry for taking your shine. I'm gonna let you speak right after. No, go ahead. Hear this. <laughs> we, I want you to say we got lucky with the right. Snyder Cut. We didn't get lucky. Like people are like, oh, it's such a great movie with the Snyder Cut. It's not all that great. I watched it. Okay, it's not all that great. I'm, I'm don't get me wrong. I'm happy because I feel like now people, people being the studios, will listen to fans and people who actually pay their dollar to watch a crappy movie, voice their concerns, and do better. Clap, clap, bravo. However, let it go. Suicide Squad of all movies, let it go. It is <laughs> the worst movie ever. I feel like you're like, yeah. Worse than Batman vs. Superman? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. But not worse than Justice League. Can we, can we just like mute her for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Justice League was terrible. Like, no. no. Thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Chad, can you speak up a little bit? I couldn't really hear you. I said I agreed with Sammy. I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> well, uh, well, what, like, what do you think with the with with the fans trying to start the campaign tomorrow to get the Suicide Squad director's cut? I think we should just leave it be. I I thought Suicide Squad was it was a fun. It wasn't what it should have been, but I can at least appreciate it as a fun film. Uh, at least it wasn't as all over the place like the way the Justice League film was. Um, I feel like if they want to do anything with Suicide Squad, let's find a new batch, find one of the great animations that are there, um, and let's make that into a live action opposed to just trying to extend out what people want to keep going. It's kind of like when people keep remaking the same uh, concept, the same story all over again. And they're like, let's just redo it, and let's just redo it. And you're like, no, let's just see what else you got. Let's do something else. All right. Sammy? So there's not going to be... Uh... And what's the guy's name? Edgar? Ayer. Ayer cut because Ayer's cut tanked when they previewed it. Uh, he mm. did like a punk rock art house film. Mm-hmm. And it went over like a lead balloon. And because everybody loved the preview. Mm-hmm. And so what Warner Brothers did was they brought the company that uh, does the their film trailers, their editors and stuff, they brought them on as consultants to edit Suicide Squad. And they pushed it back to find out how um, how an R-rated comic book film would go. And so they waited for Deadpool, which is why there's all that awkward humor. 
because after Deadpool aired, they said, oh crap, we have no humor. We need to add humor. So they went and did a bunch of pickups, like that whole bar scene is completely different than the original cut. And so fans, you know, don't really much know any of that. So um, they don't want the original cut because it's not funny. The relationship with Harley Quinn and Joker is really yeah. effed up, like mm -hmm. hard effed up, which is also why Leto was really mad because his parts were so mentally and physically abusive that the trailer people cut it out. And also trailer people are used to editing three and a half minute things. That's why the whole movie's pacing felt like a bunch of movie trailers stuck together because right. that's who edited it after the fact. So there won't be, Warner Brothers won't do it. If they spent all of that time and money to push it back and re-, re Well, it won't, be, it won't be Warner Brothers, it'll be HBO. So HBO would HBO have the final say. HBO won't waste their time to do it. It didn't gross enough. Um, they, like, you know, I agree with Cad, you know, they need to just pick up or make a sequel on their own dime, you know, mm -hmm. and just start over. Got it. Yeah. Sebastian, waiting for your voice for this one now, again. <laughs> Bro, I feel like all these people asking for these cuts are the same people that would hide a zombie bite from you. Right, so, they're, <laughs> so you're saying they're reaching. You're saying they're reaching. Bro, I mean, like Sammy, Sammy hit it on the head. And I mean, just as a fan observing, I felt that I feel like we're giving the studio an easy out because I feel like everything that came after Justice League came after Suicide Squad because you have um, because Aquaman was okay, Wonder Woman was great, Shazam was um, good. These were good movies after Justice League and um, was it the Suicide Squad movie? And now to have to take a step back, say we want these cuts. I'm like, listen, first of all, you're giving these studios an easy out because these studios were banking on the name of Batman and Superman. I always said that I felt Batman should have had his own solo movie before we even started these big crossovers. We should have had Wonder Woman with her own solo movie before she did the side role in Batman versus Superman. We should have had the big three at least get their own movies and we should have got Man of Steel too. But we got rushed movies because they wanted to yeah. play catch up to Marvel. It's like, yeah. they, it's like they got a baby they got a steak and they shoved that steak down the baby's throat and the baby is like yo i can't no 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 what yes you don't feed a baby steak and that's what warner brothers did but um oh no, my they, god i i i'm not I, for the, i'm not for any of these cuts bro i'm i'm really not i i'm like let's call it the end of the day and focus on the future and start building better stories that's what we should be doing and learning from past mistakes well now how about how about one movie that can't seem to learn from their own mistakes? Uh, X Men Apocalypse was a bad attempt by <laughs> by, by 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 the Fox to copy. Stuff? No, well, X Men Apocalypse was a bad attempt to copy Marvel Studios. Apocalypse was bad. I'm not gonna admit. Uh, I'm gonna admit it was bad, but was it great? Uh, did they ride the days of futures past? Yes. Could Marvel Studios has done better? Absolutely. My. My only problem was Apocalypse himself. Uh, you could have passed the uh, like. The only thing I couldn't get past was an under six foot Apocalypse. In the books, mm. he looked like he was over seven feet tall and grew to about the size of a monument. And the script was yep. good for what it was. But at the end of the day, it was rushed. It was a rushed script. 
Uh, Kat, let's start with you. I mean, this goes to the anniversary of Disney Plus uh, currently having uh, adding X Men Apocalypse uh, to their stream Streamyard. Cadme, did you watch X Men Apocalypse? Do you do you fancy to watch it again? No, I would never watch it again. I was very disappointed. <laughs> never again. I think right now, in general, all studios just need to step away from X-Men and just leave it alone. Because I feel like no one knows what they're doing. Right. If you're looking mm. at the apocalypse, if you're looking over even Dark Phoenix, it's just like, all right, guys, maybe you could just leave it alone. <laughs> just just stop. Stop while you're ahead. Right. So she's got that. Uh, Sammy? Um, I've seen it once. Like, that's it. Um, That's one too many. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the thing was, yeah, it was actually. Um, they, they, it was a lot of wasted potential. It was them trying to kickstart, you know, the X-Men brand again after Days of Future Past reset it from their previous mistakes. And they just made all the same mistakes. But they even made mm. worse mistakes because all of the actors, with exception of, like, the two we loved. Um, right sucked they were all pieces of wood i could draw faces on pieces of wood and film a better apocalypse film with my phone in my backyard than mm. those actors did um right. and they like apocalypse is like x-men's end-all be-all he's like their thanos and he like he's the first mutant like right. he's a god he's yeah. immortal and they are like, oh yeah, that guy, that that Egyptian dude over there, played by the by the by Poe, that one, yeah. Um, he <laughs> has some stuff, and he magically gives people powers because that's now his power. Right. And like that's not at all what he would do. Like they would go through these. He would cut their pieces off and improve them with a machine that he created. You know, and it was super powerful, and he'd brainwash them and turn them evil. But they took all of that away, um, and they made one of the best characters in X-Men, Storm. They made her, like, I mean, she did initially start as a villain with Shadow King. Yes, we all know that. Blah, 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 mojo. Yeah, we know. But they brought her in as, like, one of the four horsemen. And then, like, but it didn't make any sense. It's like, right. you know, her powers have nothing to do with the four horsemen. So, why? <laughs> well, to, 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 to save your antics, at one point, they did redo the Four Horsemen to have Professor X and Magneto at one point with the revision of the House of M Apocalypse series right. where, where they did have Magneto and Professor X and I believe Wolverine and somebody else. But we also know from previous stories that Mr. Sinister also has a help in helping Apocalypse obtain the ultimate gene in creating the ultimate uh, yeah. mutants. Uh, yeah. While we're still on the same topic, I know Sebastian has got a lot to say. Go ahead, Sebastian. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna be the guy has a lot to say. You too. Go ahead. No, I mean it, it's 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 really going on. Like um, I remember reading an article where Olivia Munn said that she was upset with the producers and the directors. They didn't know anything about any of the characters that they were make that that they were working with, right. and it upset her especially the fact that she was excited right. to be cast as Psylocke. She, she was, she was doing her part. She even can't, she even campaigned to get the part and she got the part. Yep. That was the thing. Yeah. And, and, and it, yeah, yeah, she, she did. did great stuff. Yeah. She did a great job. She, she came into this as a fan. Yeah. Which, which was what I loved about it. it was, so, you know, she was going to 
pay a lot of respect to this character. But again, it, just by her account, you can tell the problems were already there is that you got people that didn't respect the characters that were directing these movies. You got people who didn't care about the characters. They were just like, okay, we have names of characters we can play with. Let's just slap some stuff together. X-Men Apocalypse was bad. X-Men um, Dark Phoenix was worse. And what's funny is that X-Men Dark Phoenix was the same director that did the previous Dark Phoenix movie. Previous people that worked on it, which tells you, again, they didn't learn from their mistakes. Fox was just like, oh, we got something going good, and then it just starts going downhill. Oh, you did it once. You can't screw it up again. You learned right. from your mistakes. You learned from your first mistakes. And then, and then the Ivan Ooze looking um, apocalypse, because he, it's in the comments now, and everyone even said it before it came out, was that this guy looked like Ivan Ooze. He didn't yeah. look like apocalypse. Cosplayers. We're and doing better, Apocalypse. Real, than, real quick thing. If no one knows who Ivan Ooze is, he's going by with the Power Ranger reference that there was a villain by the name of I Ivan Ooze who literally wore purple on purple, which was in the Power Rangers movie back in 1998 or 2000. I don't remember. I'm that. not going to date myself. I don't, I don't know that. Yeah. I don't remember that one. <laughs> but that's where the Ivan Ooze reference comes from if everyone rem remembers watching the Power Rangers as a movie. But, but, but continue, Sebastian. But um, I mean, if you let's let's take this comparison. If you look at Thanos and Apocalypse, what Marvel was able to do to make Thanos with all the CGI and all that, it just tells you how Fox dropped the ball with this character. I, mean, I I could keep going on, but I'm gonna cut it. Right We're gonna let Mike finish the second. Yes, go ahead, Michael. Uh, I'm gonna tag Mike and tag him. Go ahead. Thanks, thank you. Um, I fell asleep to this movie multiple times. You know, it, it ran too long. <laughs> Olivia Munn's Psylocke was decent, definitely. Um, it was much better than, what was it, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises or whatever. Yes, I said it. Wait, so worse than Holly Berry's Catwoman? All right, we don't, we don't, we don't talk about Holly Berry. <laughs> That's Holly Berry. Catwoman. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. You know, she, she has to carry that bag, too. You know what I'm saying? She, she did it for a check. Cut the check. That's what she did, okay? Right. So, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I think she got like a Razzie award for that. Yes, yeah, she, she did. She read yes. the script. She brought the script and read it as her acceptance speech. Because <laughs> they never oh know. Holly oh Berry's like, nope, I'm accepting this. So you got to give it to her. <laughs> she owned up. She owned up on that one. And Hathaway's. Listen, what? Cut the check? Yes. Cut the check. Give me the cut check. check. Anne Hathaway's Catwoman was like, I believe she said in the interview, me in leather on a bike. And I was just like, that's it? That's the movie? What about, you know, anyway. <laughs> the movie X-Men Apocalypse was so bad. What I don't understand is how do they get it wrong? You literally have comics and perfect stories or near perfect stories to draw from. All you have to do is copy paste. You can make around little changes or whatever, but they did everything horrible. I fell asleep to it. Um, never again. Can we just like can we just X out the X-Men franchise altogether <laughs> with the exception of what? Wolverines, Old Man Logan. You know what I'm saying? Like we can let that we can okay, let that rock. That. And yeah, I okay, because yeah. 'cause I'm my favorite X2. Was the X2 slide? I thought that was pretty good. But everything else was just eh, it was a letdown. It's like why? You guys could do so much better. Even the yeah. first one. The first one, what happens when you strike a toe with lightning? Just like everything else, like come on, ah, come on. I'm sorry guys. I can't I agree with you on that. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Kat. Kat, what were you saying? I said we need to keep Halle away from the comics. I love her in Gothica and everything else. Keep her away from the comics. 
I mean, I accepted Holly Berry as Storm. I'm okay with it. I was happy with it. I, we got a, one of the characters. I, I got one actor I would have loved to see, and I did get to see her. So I am happy with what Holly Berry has done with the Storm character. Could they have done better or more with her? Probably. Yeah. I mean, but we'll, I mean, only time will tell if they're going to bring her back or what's going to happen with the next storyline. But speaking of what happened in the 2000s, Here's a little bit of a shocker for all of you guys, if you guys didn't read. Michael Jackson and Shaquille O'Neal wanted to play famous X-Men's in the 2000 version of that first movie. Yes. As, 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 Mike, this, this all goes to one crazy segment to another one. But anyway. This is an um, entertaining week. <laughs> that's a train wreck. What would the X-Men look like if not only Michael Jackson and Shaquille O'Neal were in, but also Mar Mariah Carey were in the first film? Would you have been amazed? Would you have been excited? Would you have Would you have watched it? Fox was considering... <laughs> God, wait, well, wait, wait, let me finish. Uh, Fox was considering all of those moves to get the big box, uh, box office numbers. Just so you know, Michael, J Michael Jackson wanted to play Professor X. Shaquille O'Neal, right, right. <laughs> Michael Jackson, if no one knows who Michael Jackson is if, and you're watching this, please stop what you're doing, turn off the stream, and go figure out who Michael Jackson is before you jump in. But go ahead. Was he going to moonwalk out of his wheelchair? <laughs> hey, we'll get to that in a second. That's how he characterizes it. <laughs> right. Shaquille O'Neal wanted to play Forge. Mariah Carey wanted to play Storm. No. Knowing some, knowing how some of these actors, knowing some of these acting talents, would you would this have worked? Because I don't see a soft-spoken, shaved-head Michael Jackson, and would have Michael Jackson done it in his real voice? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, please get <laughs> off the stream and go back. That Michael Jackson spoke in a falsetto for a certain purpose, and Michael Jackson does have a real voice. But uh, Cad, Cad, please go ahead. What are your thoughts with all of this as an idea for the 20th anniversary of Michael Jackson, Shaquille O'Neal, and Mariah Carey as possibilities if this was to happen? I take it back. I'll take Halle Berry. I'm cool with her now. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> right? All I have to say is, Kazam, come on. <laughs> no. Um, no, I, I don't think it would have ever worked out. I can't, I can't picture uh, Michael Jackson um, outside of music. It's just that is where he belongs. There are some artists that they're as phenomenal, amazing as they are. You don't move them from their place. That's it. Not many of them can actually transfer. I've only seen um, a few of them. Like One of them was my favorite was actually Aaliyah when she did uh, Queen of the Damned. She did a yes. great job playing Akasha because I love the books. And I was like... I didn't think that was a singer at all. So that was never going to happen with Michael Jackson. There was no way in hell they were going to let him walk uh, walk into the screen and no one was going to be like, hey, hey, in the middle of the movie. Like, that was not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I can't. I, yeah, right. I, I don't think... I don't think anyone can picture Michael Jackson still being in a falsetto voice and saying all the lines that Patrick Stewart has said. Uh, Sammy, go ahead. Um... You know, I think the only time that that would have been a good idea is if I was not only on mushrooms, but also on LSD and stole <laughs> out of my face. Oh, my God. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure that would be the only way I would accept any of that. 
um, then it would be a good idea. Um, when the cougar is coming out of my refrigerator telling me that that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yep. Um, but I mean, didn't, what was the superhero that Shaquille O'Neal, the Shaquille O'Neal? Forge. Forge. You want to play Forge? No, no, Forge. no. I mean, he had, uh, he oh, Steel. Steel, he, he, he played, played Shazam. Too. Oh, he played Steel. Okay. He was the, the Shazam? Well, he was bad at that. So let's, why repeat it? You know, I mean, he acted about as well as he had three point uh, shots. Uh, free throws, oh. technically, but oh, anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, technically, Shaq, Shaq and his. I knew that reference. Okay? Well, tech, tech, technically, Shaq only had one three pointer his whole entire career, but that's a different story. Uh, Mike, uh, that much about Shaq's basketball career to make that joke. Right. <laughs> Except we'll move on. <laughs> Michael, go ahead. Yeah, like, can you picture, like, Michael Jackson in a wheelchair? I guess the wheelchair was moving backwards. He might have his glove on. And he's just like, <laughs> welcome to the Xavier Institute. Like, can you imagine that? Welcome to the Xavier School of Gifted Young Cerebrals of love. Every time with that. <sighs> Oh my god! Like you're mutant too, you know. Like it just doesn't. It doesn't work. I'm sorry. I'm glad they turned him down. I'm sorry, Mike. Maybe you could have been an extra. Uh, same thing for Shaquille. I don't think Shaquille can act unless he's trying to draw a foul, and we see how well that worked. Um, and then Mariah Carey. <laughs> Come on, Mariah Carey. What's she gonna do? Sing at the end? Oh God! Can you imagine Mariah Carey? Singing? I mean, we've seen she glitter so many times. I mean, that's how the lightning comes down. Right. <laughs> I care if gonna play anyone. She should play Sindel, and I think that is the only thing that makes sense for Mortal okay. Kombat. Okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'll take that. I still don't think she should do it now, ever. But I you know, she's whatever. Never act again. I mean, she acted. Wait, she acted when yeah, Christmas, the Christmas special. Glitter. Did we not <laughs> forget about glitter? Mortal yes, Kombat we did. <laughs> you did, Sebastian. No, uh, I finish us finish us off with this cop with this whole topic. Finish it. Well, I mean. But we'll start. We'll, we'll start the top of the list with Mariah Carey because um, if you really think about it, there really wasn't a lot with Storm script. Right. Would she had delivered that one line better than Holly Berry at the time? Possibly not. I mean, think about it. That Toad line, Mariah Carey delivering that, she probably would have looked good as Storm. But Holly Berry was better. I wouldn't have casted Mariah Carey. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal. We all know. Um, well, first off, I'm going to put it out there. He's a good businessman. Okay. He makes some good business decisions. Yes. But when you're someone who has failed at playing a superhero in Steel, which is bad, and have a failed video game in terms of Shaq Fu, who fails in a video <laughs> game, um, playing Forge, I don't think would have been the right move for him, and it would have been the right move for X-Men. Now, for Michael Jackson, <laughs> Wizard Magazine at the time already knew who needed to be Professor X, Correct. and I hate to it. Thank you. Thanks to Wizard Magazine. For yes. The 90s. It was consistently Professor X and Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Patrick. Michael Stewart. Jackson. Yes, the facetal voice coming out. <laughs> False title. Logan, Logan, you have to go say Gene and Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm gonna go wheel this wheelchair backwards now. They might move up. Everyone, by the way, real quick, real, real quick, everyone, everyone who's watching right now, whoever hasn't said he he at one point in the show, please like right now, follow, subscribe, just post that you said <laughs> he he at least two or three times 
the second we've said Michael Jackson. But Sebastian, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Bro, his glove, the glove would have been cerebral. He's like, hold on, I got oh I gotta God. go check cerebral. Yo, has anybody ever seen that Michael Jackson episode of Black Dynamite? Yes, it's exactly. <laughs> that's how it would have turned out. It's crazy. Right. So you're 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 saying you'd be laughing at the bank with Michael Jackson acid, but we also had to deal with uh, will Michael would have Michael Jackson shaved his head? What's up, cat? Nah, he wouldn't have shaved his head. He would have worn the bald cap. There's no way Michael Jackson would have shaved his head. That's part of his image. Come on, there's no way. Because it wouldn't have been like my he wouldn't have he wouldn't have like that's his staple, you know his staple look. So right. it wouldn't be yeah. Professor X in that chair, it would be Michael Jackson in that yeah. chair. And they would come up with some hilarious reason why he's got a full head of curly hair. But my thing is just imagine all of the scenes, uh, two best friends were playing, Patrick Stewart and Ian McClellan, and oh, then replace Patrick with Michael Jackson and Ian McClellan. <laughs> oh my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can't so you can't see the chat i mean you, you can't even picture michael jackson playing chess at the end of the game without having some sort of little pre-x-men kid no. on his lap kind of thing but that's like, a different story own films he couldn't even play a part in his own films right well, we're, michael jackson he played when, michael jackson when, when any when no one understands is my there was a previous movie called michael jackson's moonwalker that was released mm -hmm. i believe by sony or columbia pictures so if you know we don't know what we're talk, talking about you can go and watch that <coughs> bro could you picture this i'm sorry no. No, Jean, Jeannie, are you okay I'm no longer here. She disappeared. <laughs> no, she she got uh she got an important phone call, so she'll be back in a little bit. Oh, um, I yes. couldn't hear her half when she was talking half the time, so I'm like, huh? All right. <laughs> so let's let's have a little bit of a of a debate. So Godzilla versus King Kong, the epic crossover fight. But we're not gonna get the movie anytime soon. And the original pictures, our original toys that were released during Toy Week. Oh, have just resurfaced again with Godzilla playing King Kong. You can see those images online. Uh, while the movies and toys have been pushed back to twenty by, to uh, 2021, uh, who do you think would win in a fight? Uh, Sam, let's start with you. King Kong or Godzilla? Are we talking about modern day King Kong and Godzilla? Uh, like, we're talking about American like, one? yeah, we're talking about the new American one and not the whatever. So <clears throat> The King Kong in Skull Island mm -hmm. in, that we got was a teenager. Right. Um, and he has got to grow up a heck of a lot more because they've already stated he was a teenager. Um, so if he's at that age and Godzilla is quite a bit older, um, and, you know, the, I don't know, because they're so mis, like the way that they're filmed, they're so mismatched. Um, you know, and our Godzilla is like 10,000 times bigger than the original Godzilla that we know and love. Um, and so God, King Kong has to match him. But in Skull Island, all we've seen is, you know, kid walking around the island, swatting some humans around. So, like, it's hard to 
it's hard to see any sort of potential in got in King Kong um, because he really didn't fight anything of note. You know, right. like they did the most they did the the serpent thing from the comics and stuff like that. But you know, there was no like epic battle that you know aside from King Kong swatting Samuel L. Jackson, like nothing happened in that film. It was a really cool way to say hello to our new King Kong. But, you know, we're not really, I don't even know what he's capable of. So if I'm going off of old King Kong and old Godzilla, well, we already have that answer. But new and new, like, from what I've seen on Godzilla, like, he's going to destroy King Kong that we know right now. Right. Uh, so I think before they do a crossover, which I am so for, giant monster fights, heck yeah. Yes. Um, but they need to, like make him something other than giant ape that ran around and swatted some militants because that's all that he did hmm. michael um didn't king kong get handled by humans and airplanes he died right uh yeah yeah saying. yeah so there you go you got a radioactive monster that could literally spit fire gamma radiated fire and it's been owning all the other monsters well he's going to come on man king kong is gonna lose this I agree that he needs to do something more. Like I don't know, maybe maybe they give him an optic glass. I don't know. Maybe they give him <laughs> maybe they give him a glittery glove. Oh God! But I am looking forward to the movie because all of our favorites are coming back. They're looking digitally remastered. We don't have to worry about puppets or people in suits. It looks like it's going to be a dope movie. Uh, unfortunately, we have to wait. I'm still going with uh, Godzilla on this one. I don't, I don't see how King Kong is going to win. I think they're going to team up and beat and just come to mutual respect and just walk away. But even if they do fight, Godzilla is going to win. How can uh, Godzilla not win? Well, be, be, before Sebastian starts, could you see the introduction of Mecha Godzilla, which have we haven't seen on the big screen yet? Sebastian, go Yeah. Ooh, okay. I was gonna say I think they'll tease that at the end. I think they'll tease that to make us come back. Fair. Okay. Michael. I mean uh, Sebastian. <laughs> Let's go to the tail of the tape. Oh yes, god. Here we go. Fight night and Fight night. numbers. Fight night in the red corner, we have Godzilla. And in the blue corner, we got King Kong with no trousers. Let's go. Um <laughs> Honestly, it's like this, like Godzilla, the only advantage we I, I see um, King Kong having over Godzilla is the fact that he has opposable thumbs and he has to be in reach, King, um, like close to him. That's it. Right. But Godzilla is called King of the Monsters for a reason. Mm. Godzilla is badass. And also, too, like Mike said, it's, uh, King Kong could come up with some optic blast or something or tap into something, maybe, you know, learn how to, you know, cook some eggs and, um, you know, wear the apron in the kitchen because that's what he's going to do for Godzilla if he doesn't learn oh it for anything. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Listen, it's going to be hands down Godzilla at, at the end of the day. Well, I think what they're going to end up doing is they're going to do, you know, the, the age-old formula and it's going to be King Kong versus Godzilla. But then they're going to fight. We're going to get a cool token fight. And then third baddie is going to come in. And then our yep. two favorites are going to team up. And Wonder right. Twin powers activate. And they fight the big baddie. Um, that's yep. probably. And by probably, I mean, I will eat my shirt right. if that is not the case. Because that's always the case. The old films. 
yeah. they were always butting heads and then this cosmic third person or third monster came down and then the two of them fought the monster and then they were like done bro and then they went their separate ways you know they and did the goku and vegeta i'm like yeah bro we're gonna take all these guys out right and it's like okay we'll fight amongst ourselves but if a third party comes in this is our world we're gonna f them up um yeah. and then we'll part ways but we'll disagree later down the road for another movie um and and that's the thing like our godzilla you know the american godzilla is so different than the original because Godzilla and King Kong were the same size because, of course, they were two guys in a suit, but they were the same size, um, you know, building ratio and everything. But from the scale of King Kong in the in Skull Island and then the scale of Godzilla, like giant skyscrapers were like to his thigh. You know, he sneezed and buildings fell over. Right. So he was he was so big. He was like a towering monolith that like meandered around you know so i that that's this the thing like the size for me i just that's the part i don't like about the new ones because godzilla's gonna have to be you know gigantic and beyond he, like his head's got to be in the stratosphere in order to have any sort of advantage well to answer your question the toy box had godzilla and king kong at the same height still above the buildings even even above the empire state building so now yeah. we know that this king kong is much 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 bigger than the original black and white film uh and then somehow in the movie they have to explain how king kong grows from being a teenage gorilla to being the this oversized monster can you uh, um, imagine calling godzilla's uh years in puberty <laughs> no. No, we're not. Oh. Wait, he's a, okay. He's, he's, if we're going to origin, origins, right. he's like right. a giant iguana, right? So yeah. where, when he sloughs off his skin, where does it go? I and have. Like, like, couldn't you just imagine him like walking through the buildings and there's this giant skin? Like, ah, he like shifts again. What? You know? How do we go down and crashes, smashes a car? Uh, it's shedding season, everyone in here. <laughs> I love it. I, okay, I just want to say, first of all, we had a comment where somebody said Michael Jackson versus Godzilla. <laughs> Michael Jackson versus Godzilla. He, Michael wins. He'd find a way to serenade that ape and, or even Godzilla, and he would win. But what if King Kong versus, what was it, 1998 Godzilla? Remember when they found out Godzilla was was it a, a, a female or whatever and they laid the egg and it was Godzuki? Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, oh my god it was omnisexual and was able to change it its was sex. Omnisexual, right. Which most lizards do. Yeah. If there's no male, if there's no females around, a male that biologically will turn into a female. So yeah. there's can continue. Now right. here's a fun fact. So everybody hated the original, or I mean everybody hated the the 1998 design of yeah. Godzilla um that was the original design from the 50s mm -hmm. and they couldn't make it because they couldn't fit a man into a suit that looked like that but it was based off of a off the salamanders that lived um in the area and they had to go with the man in the suit but it looked completely different because they had a human in it so it, it was pretty um 
it's really funny when people are like, we hate this. Where's our Godzilla? It's like, well, that's that's where he started. <laughs> so you so you got your version. So pretty much everyone got their version, and they said, no, we don't want this anymore. Yep. We want yep. the uh, we yep. want the black and white, and then the Asian version. Got yep. that, Sammy? Yeah, exactly, and that's why they went back. Um, Toho, you know, then start after the '98 failure. Toho was like, "All right, let's do this again," and they started coming out with Godzillas again. And then we got the pseudo. We're gonna fight. Just kidding. Oh, right. We're gonna fight. No, just kidding. All right. There's a little bit of fight. No, you can't see it, which I hated. Well, how about some Star Trek news for all of you guys? Anyone here, Trekkies? Not no. much, not really. All right. So, anyway, this will make sense for some of you guys. Anyway, James McAvoy is pushing to play young Patrick Picard, uh, a young uh, Picard, Captain Picard, Patrick Picard, Professor X. Yes, McAvoy Picard. Yes. So in a, in a, in a street in, in a con literally this is like a comedy waiting to happen. Anyway, just waiting for Deadpool for post pretty much. Would you see, could you actually see James McAvoy playing a young Picard in the future Star Trek project? Uh, he's already played a young Patrick Stewart in the new X-Men franchises. While during COVID, McAvoy has been campaigning by creating Star Trek parody videos of himself as young Picard. Uh, McAvoy was recently on the Jimmy Fallon show, um, uh, showing by saying, um, quote, uh, it's, it's happening. If they don't hire me, I'm going to make it on my phone. I'm calling that right now. I'm going. I'm, I'm doing the viral lockdown, um, and and rubbing my two cents all over Patrick's face and saying, "This is my territory. This territory is mine. All the actors can go bug off. It's me." Um, I mean, he's he's done X Men. I mean, it only it all it takes is Patrick Stewart to say McAvoy is playing the young version of me, and I want him, and and we can all laugh to the bank by all new X Men jokes and Deadpool jokes for the day we die. Um, Sammy, could could you see this happening anyway with the, with the Picard series and them doing flashbacks with young McAvoy? Sure, I could see that. Um, you know, McAvoy is a, I really enjoy McAvoy as an actor overall, um, and. He played a really good young Patrick Stewart, Pat, or, or or you know Patrick Picard um, in uh, in X Men. Um, That's his new name, Patrick Picard. Patrick yeah. Picard. Um, so I mean, you know what I Kevin. think I really love to see though is um, McAvoy playing Michael Jackson playing Professor X. <laughs> <laughs> I had to deliver that straight for you guys. Okay. Now, I, I could easily see it. Um, you know, uh, McAvoy, uh, I called him Picard. Someone uh, please Stewart. tag McAvoy in this, um, whoever. You know, <laughs> uh, they became fast friends, you know, yeah. uh, over the X-Men properties. And um, McAvoy like went and like studied um, Patrick Stewart as Professor X to get those mannerisms and that cadence of his voice and the accents and stuff like that so they know each other quite well and i can easily you know they're both they both respect each other's work and i could easily see patrick stewart turning around going you know let's let let's have him do it you know he's already played me once why not and i don't see anything wrong i don't see anything wrong with that and, but if he does make it on his phone it's gonna be brilliant because i follow him on instagram and his antics crack me up 
So there's a chance. So there's a chance, Sebastian. Well, you're going to get it one way or another. It's either right. going to be authorized and super awesome, or it's going to be him in a bathrobe on his on his phone. <laughs> Mac McAvoy or Stewart? These timelines are getting confusing again. <laughs> I'm again. Um, I would like to see Mac. Yeah, I mean, again, McAvoy is a really great actor. He right. he dedicates to the roles and. Yeah. He did study, you could tell he definitely studied Patrick Stewart's mannerisms playing Professor X so he could break that to the role, but yet also still bring his own flavor. Right. Yep. And I go, if McAvoy really wants to push to play Picard, I want to see him play the role of Picard before Picard became a captain. Okay. So you oh, yeah. want you want a pre-pre-version before that. Yeah. Almost like, like when you got long, young John Luke Picard and uh not John Luke, uh Captain Kirk. In the first movie, we got uh, you know yeah. a teenage, a, a troublesome kid kind of thing. Yeah, so it's and like you know because because leave uh, the captain stuff to Patrick Stewart right. because we've seen him as a captain um, on the Enterprise. Leave that all in all. Let's see who Ricard was before he was a captain. This for me gives McAvoy a lot more leeway with the character without destroying the character where it's like this is how he learned to be this like you know there are different routes that he can actually go with it where it led to him to be the picard that we know and love where he became a captain all right and so I, yeah so i mean that's that's what i would want to see if mcavoy is going to take this all right so could you see this as a live action movie or could you see this as a tv movie michael well, i'll let michael continue with <laughs> yeah, right. Sebastian's not learning this. I I can see it going both ways. Maybe first live and then animated, or however they decide to do it. Um, and somebody beat me to it. But James McAvoy as an actor is honestly, I think, slept on. A lot of people have said how great he is. We brought up sure, we we brought up um X Men, but you guys forget about Split and Glass. Like even if you don't like those movies, his alone and doing different personalities and making yeah. you the audience believe it even though you hear it beforehand is immaculate this man not has Mr. my vote not mr tomness and uh you know i don't know what you're talking about so anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i agree with sebastian like let's get picard before he became a captain and you know let's get him beforehand maybe he was on enterprise maybe he was on another ship or something went wrong during that time and maybe a little after you know what I'm saying? And I think he would kill it. I think he'd knock it off the park. I'd knock it out of the park. I think he would murder that role. But, you know, we'll wait. Either it's uh, authenticated and he's there, he's, he's the young Picard, or not. Either way, we'll still, I'll still watch it. So, you know, yeah. I don't think that there's really any sort of definitive history of where Picard came from. Um, I mean, my dad's a huge Star Trek nut, <clears throat> and um, I grew up watching, you know, STNG. But. You know, they, they, it's kind of like drips and drabs of, of his history, but there's, you know, he owned a vineyard in France and that kind of stuff. But you really, like, like not like Kirk, you know. Kirk cheated on this amazing on test. On this test, yeah. And then Kirk was an unruly kid, and Kirk did this, and Kirk did that. But then Picard comes, and he's like, here's a captain, and he's pretty straight-laced, he's got a fake heart, and he came from a vineyard in France. And that, like... And he likes to drink tea with his Kindle. Like, that's all you know. Right. That's all you really know of Picard. So right. it would be cool. Like Sebastian said, it would be awesome to see, like, what, how, where did he come from? What ship right. was he on when he was number one? What was his, what was his first two? ship? What was his yeah. test yeah. scores? 
how was he a kid growing up or what kind of captain what kind of captain was he first before being this yeah like how did he get to be a captain like what battles was he in i mean you know everything from captain on you know from the 80s but um <clears throat> like i i would really be interested because i um, i think star trek overall personally is boring to me it's mm -hmm. very clean and boring um and uh, very cerebral blah 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 and um <laughs> But I, I like Picard, you know. Um, so I'd like to, I, I'd really like to see him kicking ass and taking names. That was Spock. Yeah. I know, but I just <laughs> wanted to throw it up there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's Vulcan pretty much. And, and in every gender, and in every single Star Trek, there was a Vulcan in the, in the, in the show. So it'll never end. You know, live long and prosper, guys. There you go. Yeah, but Sebastian, but I seem like Sebastian has more to say. Go ahead, Sebastian. No, I mean I, I said everything I had to say on that subject. He just right. always looks like he's ready to just like he's like he, like oh, trust me, Mike. Mike and I know <laughs> that when it comes to Mike's Thank podcast, you. when it comes to Geeks Unlimited, Sebastian is the one person that has a lot on his mind. That so has a lot of. I have you not seen Nerds of the Round? Yeah, seen. You mean heard? Um, anyway, that mic doesn't work, but go ahead. Uh, but let's just let's just move on and everything. But could you could you act that mic isn't working? You're actually going off your laptop microphone the whole entire time. But um anyway, could you purchase a car? Yeah, as he's looking at me like yo, this has been off the whole time. Yeah, that's been off the whole time. Um <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> Michael Jackson is a Sam, Sam, Sammy, real quick. He's been talking into a microphone that hasn't been plugged in while his laptop has picked up all the audio. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That, that, that is pretty oh funny. Because oh if he's God. wondering why the audio isn't right, he's going to go back and realize it's the laptop microphone, not that one. But You guys um, have made my night. You guys uh, have made my night. So, and, so let's, let's just say this. The mic is for show. Don't, you know. So yeah. 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 It, it's there. Don't worry about it. it it's fine. It's just for um, show. It's, it's just not for here. Show. Yeah, it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, could you? I want to join you, brother. Don't worry. I got you. <laughs> I, I, got you. I, I don't lost. I don't have mic. I'll use my mouse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's your app. See, he's just. You want to know what it is? I'll own that. I'll take it. Right. <laughs> Because if because if he does mic check and goes and literally blows into that microphone, we don't hear that v like rebato back. We won't hear it at all. And I know, I like we, can you we won't hear it, right? Check mic check one two. No. I just want to let you know that you're loved. Myself. Well, do you remember that computer when the right. Apple twos came out? Yes. And, uh, Scotty was working the mouse and he picked up the mouse and talked into the mouse on the white yeah. Apple background and he's like computer. Yeah. Hello, computer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not um, imagining myself, but I'm throwing somebody clip, somebody clip. I figured out the mic problem. It's it's not gonna connect for some it's reason. Not gonna it's, not, it's not gonna connect. No, it won't. Right, <laughs> it doesn't like my mic. Just leave it. No, just leave it there. It's already there. Just leave the no 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 put it back. No, 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 put it back. No, put it back. I'll leave it it's just there for you guys. It's there. It's already part of the problem. Thank, thank you. It's already we joined you. We, we joined you. We joined you. <laughs> anyway, anyway, 
Speaking about the Starship Enterprise and everything, would could you would you actually purchase the Starship Enterprise if you actually could? If someone had it for auction, could I you even buy a spaceship that could travel? Hell yeah! Universe? Oh hell yeah! Would you if buy I had the, the money? Right? <laughs> would you would you buy the Ghostbusters car or a Batmobile or even the DeLorean? No. Well, fear not. U.S. Marshals is auctioning off the Ghostbusters car. The Batmobile, numerous Batmobiles, the DeLorean, and multiple other cars. You know, have you ever wanted the Batmobile or a car from Back to the Future? You know, those cool movie cars that are not sold in stores, but as a kid growing up, you have to buy the Hot Wheels version. Um, well, look no further. Uh, Skipco Audio Auctions will be holding their auction on Saturday, August 1st in Canal Fulton, Ohio um, at 9 a.m. Uh, space is, physical space is limited to only 120 people uh, will be allowed in. Don't worry, you can also bid online. Bidders must register by July 31st. Now, who wants to join me and buy a Batmobile? <laughs> I would just build one, it'd be cheaper. <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, you're started. Yeah, so what, you say you're gonna build one? No, I'm not gonna build one. I, I, I like my motorcycle too much. Um, well, okay, so it's the U.S. Marshals that are auctioning this off? The U.S. Marshals have the cars, and they are going to auction they them off at the Skipco. cars? Like at the Skipo car. They have a giant car auction, and they're auctioning off just movie cars. Weird. Okay. Right. I mean, like... The uh, the studios was involved. Not to interrupt you, I'm sorry. They were involved in something related to the cars. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was looking at the article. I didn't have a chance to, to yeah. completely read it, but um, like it was really odd. It's like U.S. Marshals, and I'm like, did they repo those? Like, uh, were they through? Like, were they criminal cars? You know, some drug dealers' cars. He was well, they could get. Remember, they could get repoed if you don't pay your taxes. Remember sure. when during the mm -hmm. uh, during the the home mortgage and everything else that happened in 2006. These cars could be dated during that time because if you've seen the yeah. pictures, they don't look like they were well maintained. They're maintained right. enough, but not in those uh, perfect conditions. Oh, uh, okay. But I mean, I, if you're looking for a car on the cheap, sure. Right. Uh, uh, let's go with Cad. Cad seems to be coming back. Cad, would you would you get a Batmobile or a certain car, DeLorean? Would you would you get one for yourself? Okay, so I'm in for the Batmobile, but I right. only want if it comes with the abilities where I can do what I need to do, then I'm good. I'm good. But the Batmobile, I'm, I, I won't lie. I'm a little a little quirky enough to be like, yeah, I'd, I'd get that if I had the money. <laughs> right. All right. So she's in. All right. All right. We just need more backers. All right. Who's in? All right. Who's up for backing? All right. This is the Ghostbusters car. See, it's the, it's what? It's Tim Burton's Batmobile? Uh, the original yeah. Batman? Bat uh -huh. So, now nah, I'm good. And then I'll take the DeLorean. But if you want to give me a Batmobile, give me the Tumblr, okay, from the Dark Knight. Give me the Tumblr. I'll take that any day. That I can, there's no traffic. Y'all already know how I drive. I make my own lanes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be fine. <laughs> that wasn't the real car. Only a few were made. Like, only, like, a few mm. were made. But they never, they never, they actually said, the cars don't drive like that. The car was a tank that drove in a straight line by accident. So the okay, movie I'm version, okay. yeah, so mm -hmm. the movie version didn't really sway as well. Uh, Sebastian, okay go ahead. Would I, um, I think I would go for the Ghostbusters car if I had the money. Oh, yeah. I'll rock that bad boy down the mm -hmm. street. 
He's I'm a like, hash, I'll pick you. I'm like, hash, I'll pick you up. We're, we're out to we're out to the podcast. Let's go. Uh, right. So you're saying that you're gonna pick me up and you're gonna have the Ghostbusters flight suit on every time you drive that car. It's like if I owned an Aston Martin Vanquish, would I be in a tuxedo 24/7? The answer is yes. Every time I put on, every time I drive that car, I'm gonna. I'm, if I'm driving a James Bond car, I'm gonna dress like I'm James Bond. Listen, if I you have know? that car and I have it nice and taken care of. People are going to invite me to places and want to pay to see this car. So it's also a business decision. But just to say I have that sitting there, because growing up, I mean, yes, it would be nice to have the Batman car. It would be nice to have the DeLorean. But I was also a Ghostbusters kid more off before I got into Batman and, and Back to the Future. So that would be like a holy grail for me sitting right there, nice, and, and just, just to have it. And, right, and also, right. too, that car's probably tough as hell. All right. Jokes aside, Mike knows this. Yo, were you parking that thing in the Bronx? that thing in the Bronx. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I do got a parking spot. I got my dad's garage. I threw it right there. <laughs> you throw it right there. The, with the height and length of that car, will it fit the garage? Put it this way. All right. There was a band that tried to put their trailer back there and actually got to fit the trailer back there. So, yes, it would fit. It would take some time, but it would fit. All right. Real quick, thank you, Jabo, for for sending me the picture of the DeLorean and Batmobile, which I will post later on the Evo Comics page. Yes, someone mm. had put someone had put the Ghostbusters logo and emblems, and the top part was Ghostbusters. So they decided to make the Ghostbusters uh, Batmobile, which I will post uh, later. Thank you for sharing that on nice. the message. But literally, so you guys are just like, all right, you know, you'll get one or the other, right? You don't care. You'll 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 check out. You know what? Good luck for anyone going to the auction. Good luck to all. As like to say, like the uh, just like um, like the PlayStation Five. Are you guys getting one? May the odds be in your favor. May you win your auctions. Um, <laughs> Bro, those auctions are gonna be high. They're they're, they're it's gonna go to. The... Yeah, may the odds be in their favor. We're 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 looking at an old DeLorean that hasn't been redone. So this isn't the the current DeLoreans where the engines were done from front to end, and with the new transmission. So, yeah, so they're so going to invest a lot of money. Go ahead, Sammy. I said, so that DeLorean's the original, so it's a piece of crap rolling around. Yeah, pretty wow. much. It's, it's a, yeah. It no, that, that DeLorean, after 100 miles, I think it was after 500 miles, you literally have to, like, take it for a giant tune-up again. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, and they, they don't make the parts. There's one warehouse with the parts, and the guy owns literally every part for the original DeLoreans, all the original parts, and he price gouges them. I'm a huge gearhead, so I learn all this random stuff because I think it's fun. So no, I would not buy DeLorean. No. No, no. So no DeLorean. <laughs> but, if I can go back actually, to town, I would. Well, actually someone did ask Sebastian, so what, like so you're gonna make the so you can make the Ghostbusters car fit somewhere, right? Yeah, I'm gonna make it fit somewhere. Listen, okay. if I can't park it in my dad's house, I can always take it to my brother's house in Connecticut. <laughs> It's a lot of space it. on that street there. There's a house in Connecticut. They have a garage. I mean, it's, it's going to go somewhere. Well, as I said before, good luck to everyone. You're going to get lucky. Yeah. Uh, if you're auctioning and you, and you are excited, um, the Facebook link is on the Evo. Um, the link is on the, the Evo Comics Facebook page, so go and check that out. Um, let's get back to the topic at hand. San Diego Comic-Con is just days, days away. With Monday, with uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Comic-Con at home is just, oh, God, just days away. 
not only am I excited for the exclusives that are coming out, which I probably won't be purchasing any of them, uh, some people are excited for the comic books that are coming out, while others are excited for all the exclusive art that are coming out as well, too. Uh, I'm about you guys. I am looking forward to some of the panels, but I also, we also have someone who's going to be part of uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Sammy, tell us all about San Diego Comic-Con and what you plan on doing and what you plan on having this is your window of opportunity. Just tell us all about San Diego Comic-Con for all of us, for some of us that have never been there. So uh, I lost count of how many years I've been doing San Diego. <laughs> so the point that I flippantly refer to it and people are going, oh, that's a one in a lifetime trip. I'm like, yeah, it's a Wednesday for me. Um, <laughs> I it is. If you've never been to- um, Are you mic dropping, Mike? Yeah. Yep, he's mic dropping. Um, mic drop for me because I don't have a mic. I'll drop my mouse. No, um, <laughs> I'll drop my mic. That's not working. That's not going <laughs> to. Um, so San Diego, if you've never been, um, the convention center is a quarter mile long and it is a quarter mile long mosh pit. That is the best way I can explain it. And it just in the convention hall is 150,000 people. Yeah. just in where the vendors are and when you if during the show like it takes you a good 10 minutes to walk from like empty from where i am in hall g um to hall a uh and then of course you know the infamous hall h mm -hmm. um during the show it will take you at least two hours because of all the people and the lines and it's mayhem um it's quite an interesting and it's a if you if you love being stuck in a mosh pit for eight ten hours a day that's your jam go uh if you don't like crowds don't go um i've had i've had people like sellers for me completely shut down after the first day because it's so overwhelming i have a corner booth and it's like i'm like five six people deep and I'm drawing and painting 12 hours a day. Arash, you know how busy my booth gets. And it's ma it's it's madness. And it's amazing madness. And I am going to miss the amazing madness and talking to the fans. and No running. Huh? The no, no running. running. Yeah. Um, and so um, that it's, it's, it's going to be a big change because, you know, um, basically they've boiled down all all of the vendors and the artists to a really long alphabetical list that you click on um and you get this profile page with 10 products and i have i bring hundreds of prints um and original art and exclusives and stuff like that and so um for me i've decided that i'm going to kind of make a comic-con in my house um, I have a pretty big studio. This is only part of the studio, as you guys can see behind me. And it's a big empty spot. So what I think I'm going to do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to, I don't normally live stream. On Wednesday nights, I always do 7 o'clock. But um, the rest of the days, I am going to set up my backdrop, like much not 15 feet tall, but to the ceiling, and put some prints up, and then like put out the table. So it looks like I'm at Comic-Con, but I'm in my house. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be doing like commissions and drawing and stuff like that, probably for an hour or two a day. Um, I'll print out one of the little badges, you know, um, just to kind of do something uh, for it because it's 
it's going to be a lot different and there's going to be a lot of people that just aren't going to don't have the money to spend because they spent all their money on rent and food which is completely fair um and then there's going to be people that were able to save up and spend a little bit but then of course you also have the people that oh it's canceled that's it um so I, you know i really i don't i can't really predict how it's going to go um for me i always do exclusives um so if you can see behind me Oop, wrong way. I'm a little dyslexic. Right there is one of my show exclusives of Europa. Uh, it's a memorial print to my late husband, Tommy, that I do every year. I've got, like Jabo said, I've got two t-shirts um, that are out. Um, I've got a keychain. I've got a sketchbook that I'm going to be putting out on Tuesday. I've got about 20 new prints as well. So, um, and then all of my prints, because I normally do a print sale, um, all of my prints are going to be on sale starting Wednesday through Monday. I'll leave Monday up just because. Um, and so I'm trying to make it as much Comic-Con as I can from Florida and not with 150,000 people. Um, and I can't really predict how it's going to go. Like, it's either going to be awesome or, you know, I'm going to make like 10% of what I normally make and go, okay. <laughs> that's what it was um but i thought like live streaming and stuff like that just so i maintain that accessibility you know to the fans and i'm not doing it because all of the pre all the panels are coming out i believe in the in like the morning afternoon so i'm going to be live streaming at night when people aren't watching panels right. um and um you know it's it's gonna be really different and i i can't I really don't know how it's going to run. I mean, I know uh, there's a ton of hype on those panels. There's a ton of, um, uh, there's a ton of hype on the panel. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's just like, he's dancing. Um, am I not no, I that you need something visually more exciting? Do I need to like, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I love it. Um, I join you. <laughs> um, but you know, like I always say, uh, and I, I've said it in previous streams, um, 99% of the vendors and artists that are on and put up profiles, um, you know, need support just as much as the big companies, if not more, um, because we're, you know, we got to pay rent um, and we don't have multi-million dollars and, you know, um, contracts with Target and Walmart to pull us through like Hasbro and Mattel and all those fun places. So I am whether you buy from me or not i mean you should because just by just by uh yeah or or that too jaybo um but just by watching this you have agreed that you have to buy a piece of artwork from me come this week <laughs> that's how we roll here um he's got uh, the direct link he's good exactly just <laughs> um, he's got the but you know find your favorite artist or small vendor and buy something from them even if it's a five dollar keychain or a ten dollar print um because you know there's people like me where i make over half of my income from these shows san diego's my biggest show of the year that carries a ton of my art books and projects through and i don't have 150 thousand people looking at my artwork and i probably won't on the website so right. You know, even if they're not going to be doing San Diego and they're putting stuff up and doing these virtual cons, you know, pick up your pick a piece up from your favorite artist, you know, spend the 20 bucks and, and buy a print or if you can afford to get a commission, get a commission. Um, 
because it doesn't go to a company, it goes directly to the artist and they get to buy food that week from your $20 print or they get to pay their electric. Um, and I'm always for the independent artists more than the big two. They've got contracts galore to bring them through. Right. So, um, yeah. So, and if you're participating, go for it, you know, pick a, pick your favorite artist at uh, San Diego and make it successful because we pretty much all need something to distract us from the garbage fire of 2020. Yes. Well, since we got Sebastian, Cad, and Mike, have you guys been to Sango Comic Con's website and seen the list of panels and uh, the list of uh, vendors that are still there? And if you guys have seen the list of what panels are you guys looking forward to or safe for yourself besides watching Sammy on our live stream, uh, what are you guys looking forward to check out? Let's go with uh, let's go with Sebastian first this time. I mean, um, just a recap of Sammy, I mean, Sammy, if, once you get those links out, send them to me because I'd love to share them. To, oh, to they're up already. Right. They're always up. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, so much I for mean, paying attention to our post, Sebastian. Of <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing like 50. I mean, more on the ball than you, man. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it goes back to March because um, I'm working um, within the studios and we're talking about doing ours, but we're going to do it virtually on August 22nd. We're just trying to pay attention and when we heard san diego was doing it and it just to me it's going to be hard because we don't know how to do a virtual con and everybody is a first for everybody we're gonna um this year we're gonna see and I, and again it goes back to what people are spending yes um artists have websites and all that that are out there that you know what you can buy from your favorite artists they're there that, and that supports them directly um Again, just I just really want to see how they do. Um, and I'm not going to say it's going to be perfect out the gate. Can it be a tool to be used in the future to help with advertisement and marketing for um, local artists, which I hope that they would do someday? Is yes, um, I see that as a potential tool. But I, it's it's really tough because um, you still have people that are not buying into it that um are are, are want to push for the shows to come back which i would love for shows to come back but the reality is that like we talked before con crud is real people get sick and with something like this spreading around um the next biggest thing is virtual but it's it's going to be a hard sell and it's depending like right now all eyes are on san diego all eyes are on san diego to see how they deliver this thing to make it a fun experience for users and experience for vendors and an experience overall for the fans because at the end of the day the fans are going to dictate if this is going to stay around and if this is going to be a valuable business model going forward so it, it, it's going to be paying attention to definitely those fan numbers and the reach so i mean i'm just excited to see it because i want to see how they deliver this and learn from it but again, it's kind of scary because again, people fight also fight change, and I aren't and I, I already see that people are going to push that pushback. Or see, this is why we need live shows. Okay, so, so to answer my question, did you see the panel list, and are you excited to see any of the panels? I am. I told you, I am. I said I saw the panels. I'm sorry. Which, I'm just very passionate one? about it. Which ones? Um, I haven't seen the full panel list. I saw that there was something, someone shared that they were going to do something with Sailor Moon, which I'm interested in. And I mean, I'm going to get to enjoy it from my home. Um, I haven't fully skimmed the whole panel list. 
and oh man, it's it's I'm I'm mixed about it. I'm still mixed. I'm really mixed. <laughs> I see panels for the first time in over ten years of going to college. Yeah, right. You could actually That's see a panel. Really <laughs> I've only I've only been I've only seen two panels, so I'm looking forward to actually checking out more than just two panels for once in my life. <laughs> because well, we trust, won't get locked out. Trust, trust, like you, 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 you know just as much as anyone else. For all of us artists and vendors, we don't get to check out panels. For once, artists and vendors get to check out some of the panels that are that are mm -hmm. out there. Um, some of the panels of uh, Terry Moose is still drawing comics to um, to everyone. Epic fantasy. Uh, that's one of the panels. Uh, what is it? Am Amazon video uploads, which I don't even understand how that's a panel. Yeah, exactly. Amazon Prime video upload. I have no idea why this is a panel. Uh, artist, artist boot camp by Deviant Art. Yeah, you you surprise. Like, just look at the list. And what just about Sharice Theron? What about Sharice Theron? She doesn't even have uh -huh. a panel. Curious about that. You know, it's in there. The do you know which time and date that she has a panel? Yeah, I, th I think she's got a panel. She advertised it. Oh, she advertised it? Okay, because mm -hmm. it looks like they haven't updated it yet, and it's, and it's probably, what, for the, for the Friday or Saturday thing? July 4th, 10 a.m. July 4th? Oh, 24th. Mm -hmm. Oh, there it is. The the, the 10 a.m., uh, Char Charlize Theron, The Evolution of Badass, an Action Hero, uh, an action hero Career Retrospect. That's Actually, the... Yeah, buddy. Yeah, Wednesday they had something. Good. I was looking at that. Like Spirit Sky is how to publish an international youth comic in the age of COVID nineteen. Hey, how about the science of Back to the Future and Thundercats Roar? One of our so favorites, guys. Panel, the science. Uh, so we get to talk about Thundercats and the science of Back to the Future. Well, it's part of it's part of the three p.m. slots where you can pick either or if you guys want to. I, I'm looking forward to The Boys season two. Michael, yes. do you have any panels that you're looking forward to? You guys made some great ones. I was looking for, what was it, July 22nd, was it Wednesday, uh, Geeked, Watchmen and the Cruelty of Mask. Okay. Oh, be, oh, sorry, let me be, and the Cruelty of Mask. My mic isn't working. It's just for props. <laughs> I, joined, I joined Sebastian and Tyler. Not too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know how some of you guys do feel. Uh, uh, Friday the 24th at 8 o'clock, it's the Fear of the Walking Dead panel. We did mention the Charlie Starron. No, it's not canceled yet. Look, do you mean the show or the panel? <laughs> the show. That's still going on. Hey, but AMC's Walking Dead's at 1 o'clock, and that's that same day. So not only do we get Fear of the Walking Dead, we get regular Walking Dead the hour after. So just like New York Comic Con, it's flooded with, with uh, the Walking Dead stuff. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably with Sammy. I'm gonna miss wearing our badges ne uh, next week. I'm gonna print. They they sent one that you could print out and you could put on a lanyard. And I've got old badges in the other room, so I'm like, I'm gonna print out my little San Diego badge. I'll get all like dressed up like I'm at the show for an what hour. Wait, what's up, Kat? I think that's how she should do it because it gives the full experience to those who are viewing as well as for her at the same time without being bombarded with the crazy crowds and the bathrooms will be accessible. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it won't take me 40 minutes to go to the bathroom. You know what? I didn't even think about that. Thank you, Kadma. Bathroom breaks are going to be fun. <laughs> uh, there was actually, there's actually one panel I, I've been telling a bunch of people that I might check out and everything else and a lot of people probably should is hip hop and comics, the culture is combining. 
-hmm. that's one panel that I am actually I, that I actually have scheduled for myself to actually check out, and that's at uh, six o'clock. So worst comes to worst, guys, these are all accessible on YouTube, and they will come up as notifications, and you can watch them almost at any single time. Uh, we have Disney Plus with Bidious and the Ferb, the movie. They have a panel going on. There, if anyone who's an artist, a lot of guys who are, who still love Jim Lee, he's got a panel going on with his Jim Lee's uh, X Men Artist Edition Spotlight. Uh, we got that one going on. Yeah, that's right. For all you artists out there who still love J Jim Lee's art, who still love the original '90s X Men up until current DC stuff, uh, Jim Lee's got a panel. And well, I mean, look, we even got American Dad's panel. Be interesting to see how that's going on. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the future is now. There's a panel for that, too. Well, yeah. Mike, what? Mike made a face. I love when Mike makes a face. So, which is <laughs> the best Mighty Morphin, the best Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And maybe the seasons after that, they need to, you saw the latest Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Morphin Power, whatever. It was horrible. It was trash. Why are we even doing this? Why are you go over to the panels? You know what? Your panel choices are your panel choices. If you enjoy it, we hope you enjoy. But just, just stop. Just, just stop. Just like find something else better to watch than that. Morphin Power Rangers. Whatever. The feature is now. Who, who are they battling? Who are they battling? Has Zed? You know what? I'm not gonna be so bad. Rita comes back. Be so bad. <laughs> your opinion is yours, but it's wrong. <laughs> That's what he just said right there. Right. Like, you can have an opinion. It's just wrong. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm gonna silence myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. Right. But then anyway, I love how Mike's Mike's microphone is actually plugged in. So oh, we're going to the, the application's not accepting my mic, so, so hush. So he, he puts it to his face. Anyway. I have my microphone now. Yeah, right. I have my microphone. She's got she's got the dog in her hands as the microphone. Uh, anyway, anyone who's into Apex uh, Legends, Apex Comics Publishing Group, uh, they have exclusive reviews as well too. Uh, what else? Sci-Fi with uh, uh, Winona Earp. They got a panel at Ooh. five o'clock. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of panels, guys. So if I were one of you guys, go online, go check it out. It is not too late. I mean, look, we've even got the first TMNT. Right, they even have the first TMNT film as a panel. You, you want to know what's funny? This is actually a more robust list than what was originally announced when I when I first saw. So I didn't see that many panels. Now looking at this, what you sent, this is there's a lot of great stuff for anybody looking for anything here. Sydney notoriously um, launches their panels quite late. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they can uh, like because they also have to still confirm and all that kind of crap. So they notoriously like do it most of them like the week before the show yeah well as as, as someone like to say kids still love the power rangers those who watch the original are over it but you know next kids generation i mean do you really care about it i mean do you really care about i'm not going to mention their names anymore but do you really care about the green ranger and the red rangers that much when they go to their comic cons i mean they're still alive for them i plead the that you know we're still adding to their you know, I can either confirm nor deny my opinions on said red and or green ranger. Right, Cat, Cat, you you you're laughing in the background. Go ahead. Because I love Sammy, I love her so. I don't even know you, but right now I'm so in love with your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> first off, first off, you do know her. Second, uh, Leslie interviewed her at Great Philly, and you have footage of her interview, so yep. you know her. 
on a personal level, like with you, I know you. I'm like, that's hatch, that's hatch. But me and right. Sammy, me and her got to connect on a deeper level. I will connect on the deeper level for you. On the deeper level. Michael, you you about to say something. Oh, it's morphing time. But, you uh. know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to say that. All right. Well, anyway, uh, let's plug away from every you guys. Everyone's looking forward to San Diego. Cat, tell us where we can find you. Give us your Instagram, all your hashtags. Give it away. Tell everyone where to find you. Everything is under Bitten Apple TV. I know it sounds a little weird, but yes, you bite into an apple, you get all the lovely apple bites, like my best friend show, Richard Ralph. Uh, everything is under that, and everything is underneath Cadma. Literally, if you Google it, you'll find me and all of my team members, and you'll find right. Sammy's interview. But now I got to get to know her better. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, plug away. Hey, so you guys can find me. First of all, go to my hub at Pure Mayhem, and you can find everything else there. I also have the game shop. You can find me on Last Stop on Air, or wait for it. Da -da 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 -da. I so thank you very much, Sammy. I was waiting for it. Thank you. Um, you can also find featured guests here like Sebastian and Arash. Uh oh, as well as because they've been on Hyrule Geek, it's one of my podcasts there. And I think that's it. Sebastian. Sebastian in silence. You cut out. I am putting the no, because he's putting that microphone away. There's a program that doesn't like my mic. It's trying to silence me. I don't like the silence. <laughs> All right, where can you find me at? Yeah. <laughs> well, you can find me um, on my art page at Sebastian Bonet Art on Instagram. You can find me at SebastianBonetArt.net, uh, which has a list of all my social media links. I am one third of a member of the podcast, The Nerds of the Round. <laughs> yeah. His mic fell, actually. You missed it. That his was mic, totally intentional. His mic did a mic drop. You Mike dropped the mic. Mike. Mike no, 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 no. Mike placed that's the not, mic away. Mike dropped Mike. Mike dropped Mike. Mike dropped Mike. So go ahead, Sebastian. <laughs> you can find me um the nerds are around on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram. You can also find us on any of your favorite podcast apps. We do um, creative features featuring people, which uh, we've had Mike on. I would love to have everybody on the phone. We're going to have fun. Um, yes, yes, crowdfund a new working mic for me. Um, yeah, we're just having fun, just like this. Thank you. Oh, my God. Sammy, take it away. You know, uh, you can find me here Sunday nights with Arash and usually uh, Michael Bergy, Um <laughs> but he's absent today. He missed this awesome stream. Um, uh, my website is um, castillostudios.ninja. Yes, .ninja, like ninja. Um, I also, I mean, why .com when you can be .ninja? Um, I'm also, right. as always, live streaming uh, Wednesday nights um, through my Twitch channel, Castillo Studios, and Facebook Live, uh, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, um, which is actually going to be my San Diego kickoff live stream. Um, so uh, this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I will be live streaming uh, every day, uh, probably at 7 o'clock, but not for three hours because I will be toast by the end of Sunday. 
So it will be the real comic book uh, Comic Con feel for me because I'm usually dead Sunday nights. Um, <laughs> I'm 12, 16 hours a day. Arash can attest to it. My arm feels like it's going to fall off. It's, mm. it's wonderful. Pretty, um, pretty but, sure. Um, I've got, uh, like I said, I've got a ton of exclusives. My prints are going to start uh, going on sale on Wednesday. You can find all of that on my website under um, San Diego exclusives. Uh, it's like a collection of everything. Um, and uh, otherwise, I'm here next Sunday. Uh, well, my name is Aras Sandia. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Sebastian, for joining us this week in uh, pop culture. Uh, you can catch this stream and many more on Evil Comics uh, Inc.'s uh, Facebook page. You can also check it out on all your famous groups that you guys have been uh, sharing and been sharing with. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week as we talk about all of the things that went on at Single Comic Con, and hopefully people can tell us what they have purchased during those times as well, too. And don't forget to check out Sammy's uh, streams happening on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday for San Diego Comic-Con. I need to say something. Go ahead. It's very important to the history of this channel. This is absolutely the first time I have gone a full stream without saying a curse word. It needs a ah. Mike's not here to do it. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you all for watching. Live long and night, prosper. Everyone. Yes. Good night, guys.